The Versecast is brought to you by Engine. Create your free community website at enjin.com. sinus infection i'm a tad under the weather but you know what i'm a professional i'm here i'm ready to make it happen how are you <laughs> i don't feel all that great myself I, i'm not i'm not rocking the uh the sinus infection can, can you have a little sinus infection isn't it isn't that like pregnancy it's like you either got one or you don't yeah yeah it's a, well it's a minor one i i it's an uh, it's enough to be a nuisance um but not enough for me to uh to duck out of my responsibilities at the uh, those guys with the ship's podcast area in the hangar. In the hangar, yes. So, uh, so yeah. I'm assuming it'll be a low key show with those guys with sick. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> That's not making me feel better. Okay, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Well, we're we're here because we're soldiers. Absolutely. And we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll do the best we can. And and who who are you, sick people? You may be asking. Well, we are those guys with ships, and this is episode fifty nine of the Verse Cast. The best damn Star Citizen podcast. Um, so let, let me ask you another question, Jimmy. Does the phrase, it takes two boards, mean anything to you? Um, only if you're referring to the vintage NBC, it takes two board game. No, I'm not. Huh? I'm getting my way, my way back machine. Yeah, I wish I could make a way back machine noise. By Hasbro. Because we, we go there enough. It's true. <laughs> we do. Yeah, it takes two. The exciting uh, two couples game by Hasbro. Inspired by NBC Games. No, this is actually it takes two boards, and you would you would yell it. You would say, "Ah, it takes two boards." I have no idea. Ah, wow! So you didn't you didn't follow through on your threat Uh-oh. of uh, of midweek. <laughs> um, that that is a reference. Um, not, not no spoilers. Um, it is a reference to uh, the Hateful Eight. Oh, yes, I have not had a chance to see it yet, and I'm dying to go. Yeah, and I, it's a Tarantino film, so I'm sure John saw it the moment it came out. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and by the moment by the moment it came out, we're talking 2026, something like that, something like that. But uh, no, it's um, I went and saw it. Uh, we have an oldie timey movie house here, it dates back to the you know like the 50s or 40s or something. You know, it's a um, it's actually where um, you know Tower Records and the sort of the uh, the saga of Tower Records. Yeah, uh, totally. It started here in uh, Sacramento, and uh, the Tower Theater is a theater which is attached to the building, which was a pharmacy 
Um, and uh, Russ Solomon, who's the guy that started Tower Records, um, his I believe his parents or somebody in his family owned the pharmacy, and he used to work there, and uh, he was a, an avid music fan, and he wanted to sell records. So he had a little stand inside the pharmacy where he sold records, and that... Um, uh, I think it was probably Tower Pharmacy uh, or Tower Drugs or something like that. And anyway, so that's that's how that all started. Um, so he's he's sort of a, 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 a local area celebrity. Now, you got to see it in 70 millimeter, right? Yes. Um, the the sort of it's a sort of it, the Tower Theater has turned into a kind of like an art house. And uh, so they they did a renovation to their projector, I guess, to allow them to show it in the 70 millimeter. And, um, you know, to be honest, you know, compared to like, IMAX and 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 that I mean it, it it didn't make that much big of a difference to me but um, uh, I I haven't seen it in not seventy millimeter I mean it was it was it was beautiful I mean some the scenery was beautiful um, of course the dialogue is it's Tarantino so the dialogue is is um, uh, exquisite um, and, and you know it's a, it's an interesting story I you know what my review is that I think it is a really good film but I can't tell you why. Okay, I mean, uh, you know, Pulp Fiction. I, you know, which I saw a gajillion times while it was in the theater um, when it first came out. I, you know, I could tell you why I think that's a good movie. Um, Hateful Eight. I, you know, I, I can't really just. I came away like fondly remembering parts of it, and um, or you know, sort of not. Well, I mean, there's so much blood you can't really remember things fondly that, are <laughs> that bloody. But um, in a Tarantino you know, I mean, film, come on, really. <laughs> blood no i know but anyway so um uh, i give you two blue thumbs up um check it out nice nice i you know i mean i would i would say that if if you can't really describe why you enjoyed it then it's probably a very well done film you know what i mean where it's like all the elements blend together to create a really good film experience there isn't necessarily one thing you know like with pulp fiction you can like pick out you can easily say oh well the film was taken out of order and that was really cool the way that that story was told that the story was told that way um mm-hmm. you know so it's easy it, it might be easier to pick that out um so i would say potentially that this is one of tarantino's finest works you know what? I would not go that far because my, like some a movie like Pulp Fiction was so different for its time, right. and I would say that, and it was um, um, well, some of his other films. I, I still my favorite Tarantino film, I think, has to be Jackie Brown. That's a good um, movie. And uh, you know, and he had a series of films which were very uh, were homages to particular genres of of. Uh, uh, what some folks would argue is is kind of lowbrow cinema. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, so, and I don't see. I mean, I had heard people say, "Oh, yeah, this is going to be kind of like a spaghetti western." Um, yeah, not really. I mean, I mean, there are that element, those elements, because of uh, the time and the and um, and the clothes people are wearing. But it's not. It doesn't. It didn't come across, you know, like a, a Clint Eastwood movie. You know. Interesting. So, oh, cool. I definitely. I I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, I, it's, um, I think it's, uh, I'm glad I went. So, um, all right, uh, from CIG, I mean, we got to get this out of the way. It's probably, the big, again, the biggest news of the week, January subscriber <laughs> flare. Whoa there, fella, whoa. <laughs> oh, man, this is, this is, this is I guess we've, we've reached the point of pet peeveness with the old Gleepster. Um, we received, uh, well, they, they threatened us last week. They said it's going to be from the Puglisi collection again. Um, and uh, they followed through on that threat. It is. 
And uh, I heard or or read somewhere that this is going to be the last offering from the Puglisi collection. And um, if if only that were true, if only I believed that in my little blue heart of hearts. Um, but uh, I mean, and I think I texted you earlier in the week when it came out, um, and uh, you know said, "Oh joy, oh joy!" Um, here it's it's another Puglisi collection, and you said that you would prefer an offering from that collection over a. Uh, a ship model. Um, Is that correct, sir? No. Yeah. I mean, sometimes. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I. You know, it's this time. It's the AV8 battle armor replica, and that's kind of. You know, I was thinking it's kind of like BB8, except it's not fun or cool. <laughs> you know, he's the little robot. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I get it. Re- really, from 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 the Star Wars. From the Star Wars, yes, um, and uh, it's. I think this looks like somebody went dumpster diving out back at the gym at the local high school. I mean, it looks like an old football uniform pad thing, and I, I just, it's not, uh, it's not floating my skirt, as they say in nautical terms. Um, but you know what? It doesn't have to, and it's free. They they give it to us for free, so I'm not. Um, and I'm gonna at some point. I'm gonna have all of this. All this crap in my hangar and I'll be able to move it around and put it wherever I want and you know you may be able actually there may be people that would want to buy this stuff and I'm guessing at some point we'll be able to um, to uh, trade this stuff for you know either barter away or sell it for UEC or I don't know how it's going to work but yeah anyway no no I, I would I would agree with that 100% I don't think they're going to be doing any um, quote unquote soul bound items I think um, I, I haven't seen anything anywhere that, that has said that things will be um, account bound, um, so to speak. So yeah, I would imagine that there will be people out there that um, were not backers or are or, or, or soon to be backers that would be interested in this, especially if they're not doing the Puglisi collection anymore. Um, I personally, I think it's cool. I mean, it's kind of reminds me of like uh, Knights of the Old Republic a little bit, you know, um, eh, you yeah. know, a little bit. Um, I, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with the collection. I don't necessarily love the collection. Um, you know, I've, I've warmed up a little bit more to the ship models. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm of the same opinion as you are, which is, you know, they're free. They give them to us for backing the game. They put a lot of work into them. So cool. And thank you. And mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of good stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm interested in seeing what's coming next. Um, hopefully they continue. Uh, one thing that I do like is that, you know, they're doing the ship models, but then they're also doing other things. So I'm curious as to see what the next other thing will be if they are, in fact, spinning down the Puglisi collection. Um, I'd like to see more stuff to go into the trophy shelf. I'd like to see some smaller things that you mm-hmm. can put into the trophy display case. I think that would be really cool. Um, and I'd like to see some more functional stuff like the bar. You know, I know that that, that is probably a bit time-consuming and probably an excessive amount of work, but the bar to me was like one of the best pieces of, of um, subscriber flair that they could have ever given. I mean, it's really just such a home run. Um, I'd like to see some more stuff like that. You know, uh, that that hits it right on the head because, you know, if before you mentioned that, yeah, I would... I would. I didn't have anything in the, at the forefront of my mind that you know, like, well, well, smart guy, you don't like the police. I just don't like saying the word. You don't like <laughs> the uh, the object d'art. Uh, what would you prefer instead? And um, you know, ship models are nice. That they're, they're cool too. But but something functional, something 
hangar decorations that you can do stuff with. You know, maybe um, a, a special workbench. You know, a commemorative workbench or something like that. Yeah, or or an or an orrery that shows you know a particular sector of uh, the of the star system. That might be really neat too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I, and this does not upset me, but it's, it's also just kind of like, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's, it grabs my notice, or it, it grabs my notice. It, um, it grabs my attention, and um, it grabs my attention. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, so anyway. they, they work hard on it, and I think that you know, I think we, we, we appreciate it. And it's cool. It's cool to have hangar flare. Um, but yeah, I'd like I'd like to see them do some some stuff that's a little bit more um, more functional. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right. Well, speaking of functional, Star Citizen Alpha two point one has gone to live. Yay. <sighs> you, it's it's not easy doing like that sixty thousand no, seat it's outdoor really stadium not. sound. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just that people are just going to wonder why we were breathing into our microphones. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to spit on my trying to get radio. them sick. <laughs> yes, that's right. Put put your nose right next to the radio. Um, we and this is a quote from the phone, fine folks at CIG. We are excited to announce that Star Citizen Alpha two point one point zero is now available on the live server for all players via the Star Citizen launcher. Alpha two point one features an array of bug fixes and balance updates aimed at enhancing the star citizen experience and so that is groovy and the features include two new flyable ships we have the uh, misc freelancer and the aegis vanguard warden do you still have um, a warden i don't have a warden um i have a sentinel but the um while not in my hangar which is a bummer um the warden is a loner that i'm able to use in ac <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, also uh, 2.0, uh, 2.0, or 2.1, rather. Cool, cool. Okay, yeah, because that, that's that's sort of the a controversy right now, um, is folks that have variants that would like to have the base model in their hangar, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> you know, and the thing is, I get it. Um, it it's, it's a bummer when you really want to see the new hotness in your hangar. Um, and it's just not there. But I'd also done a little bit of reading on the subject, and... It's my understanding that, or this could entirely be opinion and speculation, but it's my understanding that the hangers are, are instanced. And it's really the only aspect of the game currently that's instant, instanced. And it's designed to be, um, the, obvi- the obviously, the place where you keep your stuff. Mm-hmm. And to put loner items in there is a coding challenge and again you know this is just some some of the things that i have read online it's not anything that's come officially from cig but that would make sense you know that that if if the only stuff that's really designed to be in your hangar is stuff that is associated with your hangar then um then yeah it would be a challenge to code it with that said we have had ships in our hangar for free fly weekends, though, haven't we? Wasn't there that trick where if you took all your ships out of your hangar and saved it, then all the free fly ships would be in your hangar? Remember that? Yes, I do. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, I wouldn't want them to do anything to slow up the production of the game just so that I could have the new hotness in my hangar. But it would be cool. 
Well, you know that you have it available to you in Arena Command. Yeah. If you know just to just to go check it out, you can take it into into free flight. Yeah. I'm imagining and and go park it on a landing platform and uh, and check it out. Yeah, and you can do the same thing in in uh, in AC uh, or in um, in two point one. You know, and the thing is, like, you know, when when I went after I patched and went into play, um, you know, and went and saw it that it was on my hollow table and it was in AC and it was in 2.1 I was like oh alright you know it would be cool you know I have a little spot in my hangar all ready for it it would be cool to have it in there but you know I get to fly it um, I get to play with it I get to check it out so it's not that big a deal no 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 and I, I think that um, one of the things that it would be not worth the time and effort to try to explain to us how it works or doesn't work is how the um, web WWW web interface works uh, relative to the game. So, um, you know, it's kind of like the issue with uh, not being able to buy back pledges with store credit. Right. You know, it's an issue. It's an issue at Turbulent, and uh, it's not something that they can. It's not as easy as like, oh, yeah, well, just like click that button that says let them use store credit or click that button that says. Um, copy um, uh, copy the turbulent ship list or hangar list into the client hangar list. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's funny. Um, back in my Star Wars Galaxies days, I was very much one of those guys when it came to um, the fact that smugglers couldn't smuggle. And so all of us came up with all sorts of design documents, some of them really good, um, some of them not so good, to, to try and figure out a contraband system to do something for, uh, for Sony uh, to be able to implement that into the game. So I was one of those guys where it was just like, well, it's not that hard. I mean, you know, just blah, blah, blah. This, that, that. <laughs> but I think the thing that a lot of um, armchair developers don't realize is that there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than just, you know, flip a switch, you know, and, and beyond the coding. With Galaxies, for example, and this has got nothing to do with, with Star Citizen specifically, but with Galaxies, it was really more of a political thing where um, LucasArts want, was not happy with the fact that there was Spice, a.k.a. drugs, um, in the game to begin with. And so uh, Sony was trying to figure out how to back out of that stuff. So they couldn't very well put a contraband system in either. So there was really it was really more politics than coding. And the only point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, for all the people that are armchair developers for Star Citizen, there tends to be a lot more going on than just the coding aspect of it. Um, I, my brother-in-law, uh, as you know, uh, is a uh, dev at, uh, at Blizzard. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he always laughs when he goes through the forums and and you know reads people you know reads statements from people going oh it should be easy and it's like right right okay right. you're not a coder um, you know and even if you are a coder you're not coding this particular game so how do you know it is or it isn't easy you know I I think probably anyone that um, I worked in IT for a number of years and I I think that anyone that says it should be easy either isn't a coder or is a coder that's not very good at it because they they don't you know they don't i mean once you get to a certain level then you's like the first thing you you realize is the potential complexities involved and like don't go making promises or statements that you can't back up all right it should be easy <laughs> like this show <laughs> it should be but we do our best to make it hard absolutely all right, and we also got, speaking of our hangers, we got a surprise hangar-ready ship, the Aegis Sabre, the Sabre. Um, surprise! Now, do you do you still have a Sabre, or are you holding on to an upgrade or a CCU or something? I um, I, I caved, um, and, I, well, okay, so here's the thing. 
when the Avenger Titan came out, mm-hmm. that became my main ship, my my main right. single person ship because right. it's tough. It's it's got some good armament and I can move some cargo around. So uh, when 2.0 went live, it was like, well, uh, you know, I, I I'm not really using the Ghost now. I'm using the Avenger, um, but I still want a combat specific ship. And when I went back and read through the the information on the saber, it is going to be a more stealth ship than than the um, than the ghost. So I decided, you know, with playing with cross cross, cross chassis upgrades and, and all that kind of good stuff, to go back to the saber. Um, and whoa, that is a beautiful ship in the hangar. Is it? It is so beautiful. I, I am very very happy with with the look of the ship. Um, I'm excited for when it becomes flight ready and check and to check that out. Um, and I love how in line design wise it is with the Vanguard. They, they look like a brother and sister ship. They did just a stellar job with that, uh, more so than the Avenger. Um, you know, the Avenger has similar a similar design, but in a way, not really. You know, um, so they really did such a beautiful job with making the saber and the Vanguard. Um, similar in look and style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's now. How, do you get into it? Um, do you get into it like you get into the Avenger, or do you get into it from the the front? No, no, the saber. You get into the uh, cockpit. You get in from the front. Mm, okay, because that's um, <clears throat> you know, in the current state of the PU, in the the baby PU, the mini PU, whatever we're calling it this week. Um, that seems like that helps if you have a ship that you can exit and enter through the cockpit. Because, you know, trying to, uh, in my retaliator, trying to get back in, um, you know, if my ship is out floating around, trying to get a use prompt under one of the, um, the elevators. And, and, then once <laughs> and then once you have an elevator, trying to get into an elevator in zero G is, um, and, then, and then bring up another use prompt and then uh, activate it. It's, it's not easy, but it's, it seems like if, if you have the, if all, for the cockpit loaders, all you have to do is just go uh, float in front of the cockpit. As soon as you get a use prompt, the rest of it's gravy. Wow. I, um, I wandered around a, uh, a, tally, a retaliator once, and um, I, I, um, I felt that it was, it was a bit, it was very submarine-like, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, but but a little confusing. I, I kind of got lost a couple of times. Um, but again, this was only the very first time I'd been in the ship. I'd imagine if you've been in it three, four, five, six times, it's easy to find your way around. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I am really curious to be a part of that crew because a it does feel like a submarine, and b I really like the I, all the all of the different. Was it five turrets on that ship? Five turrets. That's, five turrets. That's insanity. Um, you know, once once we get a better um, a better developed um, uh, matchmaking system where we're allowed to play with our friends, um, mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to having a single gunner in my freelancer, um, having dual gunners in my Connie, and going out in the retaliator um, as a gunner. Um, and just kind of seeing how how those play styles develop, um, how those tactics develop, because those are those are ships that you know, with the exception of the Freelancer, um, and I'm assuming also the Cutlass, um, but the bigger ships uh, they don't turn on a dime. 
There has to be mm. some sort of coordinating between the pilot and the gunners, and and quite possibly maybe a lead ship, a ship that brings brings other ships you know across the bow type of thing. Um, right. But there has to be some sort of of coordinating, some sort of skill set to really maximize your ability to use those ships. And I'm really excited to see how that develops. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the the retaliator's fun. I mean, it's fun, but it, it also, like you said, it, it does it does not handle well. Um, well, I mean, it handles well for what it is, but it doesn't right. you know doesn't doesn't turn like my M fifty. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the same same with the with the Connie. It's you know if you and you know it goes back to the fact that if you don't have a crew with those ships, like the right. freelancer, the 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 Cutlass, you can get away with being a single pilot in that. You're you're not right. maximizing the ship's potential, but you can get away with it. But from what I'm seeing so far with the larger ships, with the Constellations, with the, the Retaliators, and, and what we'll see going forward with the bigger ships, you have to have a crew. I mean, otherwise you're just, you're just the, the ship will not function properly at all. Right. You'll just be setting yourself up for a boarding, yeah. a, a boarding party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <clears throat> ah, there we go. Um, and... We also got an array of bug fixes and balance updates. Yay! Yay. So No more falling through the floor of my uh, freelancer. There you go. Uh, so if you missed out on your chance to buy uh, these Aegis ships the last time they were offered, fret not! They are back on sale through the 21st uh, here, January. Or at least that's what the math uh, says relative to the day when the sale was announced. So... Um, you can uh, you can pick those up again, and I believe it's the same prices as last time. But I, I did not confirm that. But I, they seemed about the same. Um, and, but even that's not all. They've also added a new weapon to the game: the Apocalypse Arms Revenant Ballistic Gatling Gun. Hooray! It's a beast of a gun. Is it? Yeah. Did you did you do you have one? Uh, it's on the Vanguard. Oh, is that what that is? I, I believe, oh, okay. I believe so. I've only taken my Vanguard out <laughs> once, um, but I believe that's the gun that's on the Vanguard. Oh, okay, okay, cool. I I did rent a Vanguard. I I spent twenty five thousand UEC to or REC to um, to rent one, and uh, you know if if you have uh, some REC that you're willing to uh, to part with, I would, and you don't have a Vanguard, I would recommend um, uh, just checking it out because. It seems right now kind of like the Gladiator was back when it was first released. It seemed a little OP, and uh, so I'm guessing at some point it's going to get nerfed or balanced, well, as, as they say. Yeah, it's a little OP, um, but I found that the shields were not balanced very well, um, and I also found that um, that it f- obviously it flies a little heavy, which is to be expected. Um, but I also haven't really done a whole lot with it. Um, I took it out for a little bit and then decided to go back to my Lancer um, to actually play play. Um, yeah. Mainly because of the fact that um, the nose guns, not not the um, not the um, not the ballistic cannon, but the 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 guns that are mounted on the nose are fixed, and I haven't really had a chance to see if you can um, make those. Uh, um, Gimbal. Gimbal, thank you. To see if you can make those gimbaled or not. I haven't really had a chance to deep dive into uh, the Vanguard yet. Deep dive! Yeah. Submarine deep dive. Uh-huh. I, 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 I have a feeling I know where you're going. There's a theme here. I think so. Or, or it, could just, right. it could just be that my sinuses are underwater. <laughs> I, I, I feel your pain, bro. All right. Um, so anyway, it's uh, 2.1 is on live. Um, uh, I will uh, I will tease the next show a little bit. We got um, we were able to get uh, five of us in one instance last night. Oh, um, yeah, and it was uh, 
Um, it took me. I was the last one to get in, and all the fun. Most of the fun stuff was done by the time I got in. Yeah, uh, of course. Time. But um, I, Ace is going to have some uh, some stories. Oh, that's awesome. Will be, which will be fun and entertaining for all. All right. Well, um, other interesting stuff gleaned from the official contents we had on Friday. Uh, Reverse the verse, episode seventy six, and Will Lewis. I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, he was part of the community team and then suddenly left yeah. uh, in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there were speculations that he had been fired behind some nonsense rumors that were going around at that time. Um, uh, I think it was even it was speculated that he and Disco did not get along because um, it seemed like Disco was brought in and sort of took over, took all of his face time. Yeah, this, this um, goes back to the whole "it should be easy, bro" argument. Right, right. <laughs> well, anyway, he was he was back um, in uh, on Reverse the Verse this week as a special guest. So I'm guessing he didn't get fired. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I, yeah, who? Yeah, that's the thing is it, you can't really speculate. Who knows? Maybe he got a better job offer. Maybe it just wasn't working out. There's there's so many different possibilities that to sit there and speculate about it is ridiculous. But it's nice he's to see working, him back. Yeah, no, it was. I mean, uh, World War Tunes is the game that he's working on now. It's a, a VR title. Nice. Um, um, I've heard the name. I don't know anything about it, but I, I think it's um, it's exclusively VR, and um, he's very excited about it. And um, uh, but it was nice to have him back, and, and you know, because he was kind of giving the perspective of like you know, well, well, when I was here, this is kind of what you know on on that topic. This is what we were discussing, and so it was. It kind of gave a nice perspective on how far we've come in. Um, in a lot of areas, yeah. so I thought uh, it was very cool. Well, so anyway, uh, the the interwebs got it wrong. Yeah. So well, so, surprise, surprise. You know. Well, and and that's something that I think that that people constantly need to be reminded of is is how much the scope of the game, um, and the 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 business, you know, the 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 company that is CIG, how much all of those things have changed and are continuing to change as as the game is developing. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, they mentioned an interesting aside, I thought, um, that John Reese davies hadn't been scheduled to be on the holiday live stream, that he had texted Sandy and asked if he could come on. Um, and so that some part, they were saying, some part of the technical difficulties we uh, observed, uh, especially in the, in the second half of the uh, event, uh, were because of a lot of scrambling going on behind the scenes to figure out a way to uh, allow um, Gimli to make his appearance. And so... Um, and this is something that I've heard uh, Disco say um, on, uh, uh, I think it's on StarCast a, a couple of times. Uh, he's, he's been on that show frequently. And uh, he said that... Uh, that Earthquake? Uh, yeah, again. Again with the earthquake. <laughs> um, that the thing that he... One of the things he likes about working at CIG is that they are always open to a better idea. Um, so, you know, the, the example I think that, that comes to a lot of people's minds is, is the damage state system, where we had a damage state system, it was ready to go, and then uh, I believe it was the guys uh, um, in Germany uh, uh, came on board and they said, oh, well, look, we could do this. And Chris said, okay, that's it. We're, we're going with that. We're going we're gonna to do the better idea because, you know, we've got... We've got uh, we've got a shot to do it the way that we want to do it, so we're going to do it the best way that we can. Yeah, and you know the thing is, it might be painful in the short term, um, but in the long run, that's that's absolutely right. I mean, you know, you, you don't have investors breathing down your neck, you don't have a, a 
uh, a major corporation demanding that it get released, you know, at a certain time frame. And, and yeah, you know, if you've got the money and the ability to do it right and a better idea comes along, yeah, you should absolutely be open to that better idea, even if it pushes the schedule back a little bit. Right. And so if they they went with the better idea and uh, got John Reese davies on the show, I mean, maybe I'm not saying that if they hadn't, if they had just said, sorry, John, we can't work it. Uh, would uh, Chris have had uh, better luck with a, uh, playing in the uh, PU? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Um, that, was, yeah. it, that was that was such an awkward, uncomfortable moment for the entire Internet. Yeah, I felt well, I felt I, I really felt bad for him, but I mean, you know, it happens. That's you know, that's what happens with you know when you go live to tape. That's captivating radio, Jimmy. That's what we call uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Sometimes, some, sometimes, uh, what is it uh, from the Breakfast Club? The world's an imperfect place. Sometimes nuts and bolts fall out. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, um, that I thought that was kind of interesting, and you know, and I I enjoyed seeing him talk about it. You yeah, know? it was it was good. I think the I think the the event was made better by having him there. Absolutely. Um, ben mentioned that there are three ships for sure that are in the pipeline right now. The Asperia Prowler, which I believe is a boarding ship. Um, and I know a couple guys in the Black Guard, um, or at least one, uh, uh, Mark, has a, a, an interest in that ship. Have you? And the, let, me, let me just stop you right there real quick. Have you seen any information on the Asperia Prowler? Have you seen any, any um, concept art or anything? Because I haven't. Nary a thing, Jimmy. Oh, interesting. I, I like yeah. I like secrets. Yes, this is going to be um, this is going to be quite the surprise <clears throat> then. Yeah, I want to see. You know, the I mean, because I'm sure in the concept there will be some uh, some indication of what the boarding mechanic looks like. Yeah, yeah, totally. Know? Is it going to be one of those you know uh, like tick like ships that we saw right in the uh, right, right, right. for the Vandal, or is it going to be um, something more civilized? Um, there's also a pirate interceptor in the in the works, and I, I don't know anything else about that. Um, and then a small Corvette, which I think should be bright red on account of the song and because of Shriners. <sighs> really? Baby, you're much too fast. Mm-hmm. Little red Corvette. It's mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen him live? Prince? No, no. I, I'd like to. Oh. Um, for all of his... Oh. Weird eccentricness. Um, he is a brilliant, brilliant musician. I would would love an opportunity to see him live at least once. I, w- I would put him. I would put him up there. Maybe not. I mean, he's, he's different than Bowie, but I mean, he is an amazing musician. Oh yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and I've seen him uh, live three times, three or four times, nice. and it's been stadium shows. Um, but he does a stadium show. He makes a stadium show intimate, which is. Um, which is uh, no small feat, no, I would gather. It's impressive. Or imagine. Yeah. Um, so, and then something that I thought was kind of interesting and, and made me uh, scratch my little blue head a little bit here. Randy Vasquez has moved over to the production team. So he's no longer working on the Caterpillar. And uh, it was unclear whether he's working on any ships at all. Um, and why? I mean, huh. the guy was like doing such cool stuff, like with the Starliner and the Caterpillar. Um, you know, why? Why he he might be better utilized over on the production team? Well, I'm sure that's the. I'm sure that's. Let me scroll back up here. Always be open to the better idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it just it kind of you know they might they might be filling like okay. So for example, it's entirely possible that maybe Randy Vasquez's end game was uh, to be part of the production team, but the fact that they've been short staffed on. Uh, people that have been working on ships that that was a work on ships for a time and once we get a few more people in 
to to work on ships, we'll move you over to the production team. It's entirely possible. Yeah, because I know yeah, they've they've been very short staffed on getting um, getting the ships developed. It should be easy, Jimmy. It should be easy. <laughs> I think that is is the name of the show is either going to be it should be easy or those guys with sick. Yeah, uh, it's it's a, it's it, it's a horse race. It is a horse race. All right. Um, we also we had uh, this week's ATV uh, two point one four. Uh, I, I like we have we have two uh, two um, um, decimal places of, of uh, uh, oh God. Oh, Nike will take me away. Um, ac- accuracy, accuracy, <laughs> damn it! Go. Perfect. All right. Um, and uh, the the thing that I pulled out of this week's uh, uh, it was Sandy and Aaron this time. I guess it's going to be back in in the U.S. They were doing it from Manchester, and it'll be back in um, Los Angeles uh, next week. But uh, the thing that I pulled out of it this week was the MVP, a gray-headed gamer. Uh, got the MVP this week for his ongoing video contributions to the Star Citizen community, and he, I'm this guy. I love all of his stuff. This his guy, stuff huh? Is, this guy, this guy, this right? guy, this guy uh-huh. right here, huh? This guy, this guy. How about this guy? How about this guy? Yeah. So I, I think that that is well deserved. I was, I, uh, that, I was watching um, uh, a video, uh, one of his more recent videos, where he was talking about um, now that 2.1 is live. How much fun um, Arena Commander is with the the new flight mechanics, the new graphics, and how smooth it's running. Um, mm-hmm. And I haven't really had a chance to, to to really jump into Arena Commander. Obviously, we've all been infatuated with two point one. Um, but I was like, oh, okay, yeah, interesting. I, I should probably go back in and take a run at that again and, and kind of see how that feels. Because the last time I'd gone into AC was for two and I had noticed that I had noticed that the, that the combat was smoother. Um, and then I, I was really enjoying it. And then seeing uh, gray-headed, gray-headed Gamers um, video this week talking about, you know, reiterating that fact, but even more polished with 2.1, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, great. I definitely got to get in and give it a shot. So, yeah, I, you know, it's it's he really does great videos, and he really is a, a solid contributor to the community. So, you know, well-earned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely when you go in, uh, take your Vanguard into Vandal Swarm. It's... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, well, it's funny that that's um, you know that was where before they they nerfed it. That's where I took my Lancer um, in uh, on uh, PTU. You were mm-hmm. you were able to for a very short time take your Lancer in uh, in the AC, and I was just over the moon about that because I was like, this is great. I can just sit here and kind of test the mechanic and and, and start to develop a, a flight style for this particular ship. And then they nerfed it, and I was like, bum 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 I, that's we have a third contender. <laughs> <laughs> totally. How do you spell that though? Uh, that's going to be the tough. Yeah, this is going to be the tough part. All right. Well, um, and then uh, not this week, but last week we had uh, ten for the chairman episode seventy four, and I thought there were some good questions in there, which I'd like to go over with you. Totally. Hear your opinions. Yeah. Uh, so someone was asking about logging off and all of our big ships. Like, what what's going to happen? Um, so you you've got a big ship out there. Um, you can't you can't park it in your hangar. So. Um, what, what what happens when you when you log off? And what Chris said is that there are going to be safe areas, and I'm doing the uh, I'm doing the air quotes thing. Safe areas, or, or as I like to call it, Richard Fingers. Who's Richard? Fingers? Not not Richard. What what would you call the uh, what what would you call what would be a nickname for Richard? Mm, does it have four letters? What what? Yes. Does it start with a D? Yes. Does it end with an ick? <laughs> yes. 
So, right. so for the show, let's just say Richard Fingers. Richard Fingers, <laughs> where we can dock or orbit our large ships. Then we can safely log off. And then with smaller ships that have beds, as long and this one I thought was interesting, as long as there are there's no one around to see you, you can hop into bed, log off, and your ship will go poof. And so I'm guessing what that implies is that you, if you're in a crowded area, you won't be able to just poof. If you're involved in, in combat, you won't be able to just poof. But if you're out in the middle of nowhere and it's, it's time to go nani-nani um, in your Mustang Beta, you can just crawl into, the, into bed. And as long as there's no one else's gameplay to be affected by you logging off, then um, you just go away. Yeah, and I would, I would guess that if there was combat, you would get blown out of the sky. But if there wasn't combat, you would just stay in the instance area until everyone was gone. Right, right. Um, and um, you're uh, um, so if if there is someone around, you're going to have to either find a hangar, or in the case of uh, the ships that don't fit in the hangars, you have to find a safe area, right? A docking um, docking zone. Richard Fingers, um, safe <laughs> a area, safe area, safe area. Um, <clears throat> and but you know, of course, more questions. Uh, what if, what if you have friends that are on board with you? Um, do you have to turn command? Like say, if we're on the Retaliator and there's five guys in the turrets and you know i got the dropship model so that could be 12 12 uh, uh troops on board too so uh, mrs gleep says you know um no you're you're logging off now then w- what happens do i do i can i turn control over to you uh, of the ship and log off and then will the ship remain in in play i would i would guess yes i would guess that um the ship would remain in play that you would that in that situation you would have to Turn over control on because they did say that there will be um, a, a systems management system, for lack of a better word, uh, <laughs> that allows you to assign different command posts to different Use players. System <laughs> twice. Yes, that system. Um, so I would I would guess that in a situation like that where you know hey I have to go, you would give command to uh, over to one of your friends and and you would say hey just. You know, find a safe port and log me out. You know, and you know, and hopefully that's what they would do. They wouldn't go out partying in your ship. Um, you know, but I would think that you know, if you've got a full, that, but you know, I mean, that's that's a crew. You know, if you got a crew of like you know three or four people, then they all log out. You know, they all go into the beds and they all log out, and then the ship goes poof. You know, because there's nobody left in the instance at that point. Um, right. But if you've if you've got a troop transport where you've got a full twelve people and a full crew. Uh, you know, you're probably going to need to come to some sort of resolution before you can log out. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or a, or a, a reasonable breaking point. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. All right. Um, someone asked about REC or UEC coming soon, TM, to the Mini PU. And Chris said, yes, the, it is a high-priority thing, and it's early this year. Um, and I, 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 the way he said it, I think there was a little bit of confusion, but I believe that he meant that it's going to be coming soon this year, as in 2016, or 2946. Uh, we will have the ability to buy stuff for our ships and stuff for our characters, and it will persist, or will it? I don't, I don't know. That's still kind of unclear, uh, because I guess persistence is going to be different from being able to... Because like right now, we're able on the, uh, the Voyager Direct store, we're able to buy stuff, which shows up in the game. Um, but every time that we log off and log back in, you know, it's brand spanking new again. You know, every time we respawn, right? But we still have those parts, um, 
Right. So I think, uh, for obvious reasons, persistence has to be a high priority. Um, you know, you can't really move forward with character creation. You can't really move forward with character or weapon customization. Um, you, you can't build an economy. You can't do anything without persistence. So mm-hmm. um, it's my understanding that Voyager Direct, uh, or I'm sorry, not Voyager Direct, um, uh, Cabasan, the clothing store, will be Cassaba. Cassaba thank you. Cabasan. I'm thinking of Cabasan. I'm thinking, <laughs> thinking we have Cabasan up uh, up in um, uh, in uh, the Inland Empire. It's uh, it's a uh, wholesale outlet place. But anyway, yeah, Cassaba. Um, I think Cassaba is going to be the first aspect of that that we're going to see, um, mm-hmm. allowing for very early character customization in in at least the clothing that we wear. Mm-hmm. Um, how how that will so what you'll end up seeing is you'll end up seeing a, a level of persistence in. Arc Corp and a level of persistence in the hangar, which we kind of already have in the hangar. It's it's it, the hollow table. Yeah, the hollow table. Um, even though the items don't stay once you make those changes, you have to go and change them again. When you buy in the VD store, it does stay in your hangar. Um, so right. I think that they're going to try and bridge that gap. But the real question that I have is, are you going to see that in 2.1? And when are you going to see that in 2.1? Because right now, all three of them, you know, they're all on the same development branch. But let's be honest, all three of them are different. You know, um, mm-hmm. your hangar is not necessarily related or tied into um, Arc Corp and, and or uh, Port Alisar, uh, Crusader. So it seems like with this persistence release that they'll, they'll have made the first steps into tying in your hangar and uh, Arc Corp. But I'm curious to see what the plan is or, or if, in fact, that will also affect Crusader. Because right now, Crusader is very much standalone. You can't even modify your weapons. Right. Well, it won't be 2.1, but maybe that'll be now that we've started the new release process where the next release is going to be 2.2. Um, maybe maybe it'll be in that. Right. Or maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know. They, they haven't said specifically, I don't think, about the numbering um, scheme. So it may be the next release may be 2.1.1. Right. Well, we'll, we'll probably see... Um, the early version of persistence sooner rather than later, and it will. And I'm I'm going to guess that it will affect um, poor, uh, our, our corp and our hangar. Um, right. Well, but well, I don't think it'll already, affect Crusader. Well, I mean, it used to be in the hangar that you changed the weapons on your ships that the loadouts yeah. would would stick would, st- would stick. Yeah, yeah. So that's persistence of a sort. Yeah, totally. So uh, you know, I think that that that's what they're developing on. Um, and like I said, I think that you'll see that in the early iteration or in the first iteration. I think we'll see that in our corp, and I think we'll see that in our hangars, because our corp is a social module. So you know, you get to dress pretty and fashionable and stylish and go hang out with your friends. Um, but I, I and I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think that we'll see that in 2.1 as quickly. I think we'll see it. Um, I think we'll see it in our corp and in our hangars before we see it in uh, in uh, Port Alisar in, in Crusader. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. Um, and someone else was asking about being boarded by bar pilots. I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago we talked about bar pilots, and um, uh, that has to do with uh, uh, near populated areas being you know being able to pilot your ship or having to turn control of the ship over to some other authority to allow um, a docking to occur, right. so that is to avoid uh, stuff like uh, crashes and such. Um, and what Chris said about that is that in highly populated areas, you will be given the chance to fly nice and land like a big boy, 
But if you screw it up, some landing authority functionary will take over control of your ship and bring it in proper for you. So there will be like a tunnel that you have to bring the ship in through. I don't know if you've if you've played um, um, Microsoft Flight Simulator. There are um, uh, there are uh, it's probably not a uh, there are probably other flight sims or or flight games where this mechanic is also used. Where there's you know sort of like a, a virtual tunnel that kind of lights up and you have to keep going through through the rings or stay in that path. Right, right, otherwise, right, right. Uh, otherwise you're anyway in 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 Star Citizen. What will happen if you violate that? Then uh, it will take over control of your ship and land it for you, um, and then it will slap your face with a glove. Slap, slap. Well, that's that's great because that is definitely a frustration um, on Port Alisar because people seem to crash into each other or onto the platforms for the lulls. So that I was wondering how they were going to fix that. Um, so that sounds like that's the plan, and I think that's a solid plan. And it makes sense, and it's in fiction. You know, you you, you if if this was a real universe and you were coming in for a landing you know they're not going to just let you you know crash into things and that you know what i mean if there's going to be a certain level of okay you can't seem to do this so we're going to take over and land for you yeah it's it's right now it's definitely grand theft uh, yeah, port yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, i've i've got i've gone onto the flight deck a couple of times to get into my ship and then just watch someone careen into it and i'm like okay great i guess i'll go ahead and order up another ship we, we might have done that last night. Yeah, um, okay. But there you go. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Chris said that, you know, of course, that this mechanic is going to be to prevent players from doing 9-11 stuff. Curious reference. Yeah, curious reference. <laughs> too, soon, too soon. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, he seemed to apply that in sparsely populated areas, we would get to be on our own and, uh, you know, give it our best shot. And if our ship crashes, oh, well, that's on us. Uh, which makes sense because, like, if you're discovering a new planet, um, there's not, you know, how immersion breaking would that be? Yeah, totally. If you were, if you were to show up and and try to land on this new planet, and all of a sudden this voice, you know, shows up on the in your head saying, uh, "You're not doing it right." <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. Well, and the thing is, it makes sense because there's not going to be any other ships around, you know, or there'll be one or two ships. You know, it's not going to be like a Port Alisar where you've got, you know, a half dozen ships coming and going at any given time. Yeah, yeah. And um, and mom, Jimmy's procedurally generated environment is better than mine. That's that's what she said. <laughs> you said she. <laughs> really? I, I, Does that I, even I, count? Excuse me. Oh god, I'm dying over here. <coughs> yeah. Um and the the answer to that is no, no, no it's not. Um we will all be generating environments off of the same seeds. Seed, uh, seeds. Uh, you said seeds. See now that, that that's <laughs> that's a little bit closer <laughs> to seeds. to a Beavis and Butthead reference. <laughs> I'm Cornholio. Um, come on, say it with me. Seeds, seeds. Uh, seeds. Uh, so how it looks to me is how it should look to you. However, in the beginning, at least, there won't be much ability to change environments and have those changes persist. Um, that information. Uh, is going to get stored in a delta variable or something, and then it is going to be applied against the seed. All right, so explain uh, this to me a little bit better because I don't understand what this even means. So uh, the seed generates... Um, uh, you've played Minecraft, right? No. You haven't? No. Really? Oh, my God. Um, 
so in Minecraft, it's procedurally generated. Right. The world is infinite, and there is it's built on a seed. And um, you go into Minecraft, and you cut down trees, and you dig up earth, and you build buildings and roads and all the sorts of things. So someone else who – and you can, you can share your seed with um, – uh, somebody else. So okay. you can say, oh, look at this this randomly generated world. Isn't it cool? Here is the seed if you want the same world for yourself. I gotcha. Um, um, but every time you make a change, then there is a... Um, uh, that information has to be stored off, and that would be what goes into the delta variable, um, is the, the change relative to the original seed. Okay. And, and so, um, and this was kind of how Chris was explaining it, that uh, at some point they will be tracking that stuff, but that, that's processing overhead. That's stuff that's going to be, uh, so originally you will, stuff will blow up. And you've played games too where um, stuff blows up and then it immediately goes back to the way it was. Right, right, right. You know, um, so it, I think Res- originally. Respawns. Well, as it is right now in Port Olisar, you know, right. you, you crash your freelancer into the, into the deck. Um, the deck does not; nothing happens. To right, the deck. right, 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 right. So, um, anyway, that um, um, uh, that was um, the uh, question that uh, that the people have is that is it going to be? How is it going to persist uh, for me relative to other people's experience? I gotcha. Okay. So I've just made that much more complicated than it needed. <laughs> Actually, that helped a little bit, so I think we're good. All right. Well, I'm going to quit while I'm behind. Um, we got – so thank you, Chris. It was good to see him back. He's um, – we've had another – today we got another 10 for the producers, so um, – You sound, he sounds so sad. I, I like Chris. Um, I'm hoping that um, – he's in UK right now, I guess, and I'm, I'm assuming that he's working on Squadron 42 or, or something. But Yeah, they're, um, they've got to be getting close – Relative to the overall build of the, of the game, they've got to be getting close to finishing Squadron Forty Two. Yeah, but anyway, I, I hope I hope to have some more ten fours because these were all recorded last year, um, or the ones that that, that we've seen. Um, so I'm hoping to get some uh, new updated ten fours from him soon. Um, and we got a monthly studio report. And it's words, 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 and pictures. Yay, pictures! Um, and the highlights, uh, to my mind, were some sweet, reliant cockpit. Picks um, some snazzy armor on a guy that looks like he's trying to hold back a sneeze. Um, a nice constellation exterior shot and a cool inside one too. And then there were a couple of picks of the new Revenant Gatling gun, uh, both brand spanking new and more than just a bit used. Who even does that? <laughs> well, CIG do exactly. Yeah, which is what I say to all you haters. So. Well, that was um, about all I had on the official contents, but there was something that I thought we ought to uh, talk about real quick, which um, it's unofficial, yet still interesting. And uh, I think that this is something that is going to um, be very important in the gaming world for many, 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 many years to come, and that is the Oculus presale mm-hmm. launched. Yeah. 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 599 US dollars. Sweet merciful crap. But you know when I first saw that that's what I um, you know what are you kidding me for a peripheral? I mean I was thinking in the context of like mouse or keyboard. <laughs> yeah, you know? but wait wait until uh, the Star Citizen uh flight uh, control uh you know the the stick and throttle and keyboard wait till those come out and and tell me the same thing. Right. Cuz they're not going to be cheap either. 
Yeah, I mean, after thinking about it a little bit, it's like, you know, well, what did you expect? Yeah, yeah. Um, for, for, for bleeding edge technology like that, for the, the beginnings of, you know, living in the future with a virtual environment, it's, you know, it's relative. And I and my understanding is is that at least at this point they're selling those at a loss too. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's uh, which is not that hard to believe. And the thing is that you know once it takes off the price will go down. Um, you know, but it's going to be it'll be five years. It'll be like a, you know once it starts to become a more common thing and not a um, not a luxury gaming peripheral, um, the price will come down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for that $599, you get the headset with built-in headphones. So the headphone uh, solution is taken care nice. of. Uh, you, it has a mic. It has a sensor. It has an Xbox One controller. It also includes the Oculus remote, which is a new, uh, Richard quotes, Richard fingers, a new input device designed to make it simple and intuitive to navigate VR experiences. Nice. Okay. There you go. Um, and folks that pre-order the Rift will get access to Richard Fingers' compelling made-for-VR content, including Eve Valkyrie. Do you know anything about this game? Does this have anything to do with Eve Online? Is um, I believe that Eve Valkyrie is their um, port to uh, console gaming. I believe. Oh. That I, th- I want to say this is on either like Xbox or PlayStation or something. I, I, I haven't... I, I haven't followed Eve for a very, very long time, but I know that there was talk about doing a port to a console, but it couldn't be you know the full Eve experience, so it's yeah. more than likely that's what this is. Oh, okay. Uh, well, folks are go- uh, who uh, pre-order are going to get access to that, um, and also a Lucky's Tale, which is Richard Fingers, an amazing VR platformer. Uh, Minecraft is going to be coming to the platform sometime this this sometime this year, and uh, that gives me a little bit of the like gotta have it, uh-huh. but uh, n- not enough to uh, to, to pull the to trigger. Drop six hundred to drop six hundred. Um, uh, and uh, funny that you should mention uh, next bullet point to drop six hundred and have a computer that doesn't run it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So un- unfortunately, my my computer does not meet the minimum specs. Um, I my choke points, my personal choke points are uh, my CPU and my GPU, um, which is kind of bizarre if you think about it, because those are both things that ends in PU. Uh huh. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Totally weird. weird. Um, uh, I've got I've got a good enough processor, but I'm, I'm lacking some gigahertz, and I've got plenty of the VRAM, but I. I'm I'm coming up short on my CUDA cores. I'm uh, I'm good on everything um, except I would need to double check my graphics card. But even my graphics card might work. It's just pushing it. But the thing is, I'm gonna when Star Citizen proper launches next year. I'm that's when I'm gonna upgrade my graphics card. So at that point, I'd probably be completely compliant for the Oculus. Well, they have a um, a little utility um, on their website, and I'll put a, a link to oh, yeah, the, I see um, that. to their website. There's a little utility that you can run, and that's what um, I figured that my my processor on stuff I had read. I figured my processor would would be able to hang, but um, it ran the um, it ran the little test, and it said, uh, "No, sir, your processor um, is insufficient. Your your graphics processing unit is also insufficient you may not play sir ah that's funny i just ran it and yeah i was absolutely right everything except my graphics card is compliant 
Mm, okay, there you go. Yep, which that's fine because, like I said, I was going to upgrade it anyway, so not a big, not too big a deal. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to need, I'm going to need to like borrow somebody's for a while before I, I would even consider making that kind of an investment because I just don't know if it's going to be something. A, I get motion sickness. Um, mm-hmm. And B, I just don't know if I want to wear something like that for you know a three, four, five hour gaming session. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, and I think that the first iteration is definitely not going to be as good as it gets. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so it, it may be uh, that this is a technology which needs to mature a bit before um, you want to jump on that train. Um, so anyway, you know, kind of the that's you know where I'm kind of where I'm coming from. You know, I, I could upgrade my processor, my graphics card for you know a couple hundred bucks. Well, probably a lot more than that, and um, and hope that the rest of my system handles it. Or um, I can wait a bit and uh, check out the forthcoming line of Oculus Ready PCs. Oh, interesting! Start, starting at only fourteen ninety nine, and that's including the rift unit and accessories oh wow that's actually that that's actually a pretty good deal then yeah that that that's what i i thought you know that, that's what down on the farm we call that a non-brainer now let me ask you I, I know that you're kind of in a way you're kind of barely hanging on for star citizen are you do you have plans to upgrade when star citizen proper launches or, or like what what <clears throat> do you do you have you given any thought to, to upgrades yeah, that's that's probably what's going to happen, and it it might be one of these um, Oculus units, uh, depending upon because um, the, the system I have right now it, it's it works really well for what we do with this show. I mean, it, right. it's um, it, it works really well for this. It it runs Arma great, and that's pretty much uh, in Star Citizen. You know, Star Citizen is not optimized, and it still runs it on one monitor pretty well so yeah that's that's um, kind of my experience i mean it's it's not optimized so it's it's hard to make a determination as to you know how reliable your specs are uh mm-hmm. and, uh, and i i'm generally speaking running the game pretty pretty well mm-hmm. so i just mm-hmm. i just want to move away from medium graphics to super awesome high-end badass amazing stunning super groovy graphics um, hence the want the desire to upgrade my graphics card. You know when the game goes live and it's optimized and all that kind of good stuff. Right, right. So yeah, it, I, it's too early to tell. I mean, it will be. Um, I'll wait and see. Um, but it, it, you know, if and like you you were saying before, you would really want to try it out first. And I looked up briefly online, was searching for that, and there. Um, I believe that there are plans to have like at Best Buy, they would have something set up to where you could give it a try. You know, they would have people uh, demoing it at retail, um, so that you would be able to uh, to see what it uh, what it is, um, how it works for you. Because like I'm I'm still concerned about. Um, about because uh, I wear glasses, you know. I have I yeah, have same these here. Big, these big uh, Clark Kent progressive lens glasses that um, uh, don't fit under they they don't fit under goggles real good. No, I wear I wear um, sassy LA Eyeworks glasses. I, I wear glasses that people think are not really for actual seeing, even though they are for actual seeing. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. <laughs> How, how how is that going to translate into the world of Oculus? Are they are they going to be able to do corrections uh, um, uh, programmatically? I mean, are, is that something that the software is going to handle, or is that going to be something that uh, that we're going to? Some of us may just you know the the future may leave us behind. Well, I, I don't yeah, know. I mean, you know, the thing is, like, I, I can always put my contacts in, so in that respect, it's not a big deal. 
you know, but for me, like I said, the biggest issue is I get motion sickness. And I understand that, mm-hmm. that there's a way to kind of dial in the, the, the depth of, of the Oculus to, to minimize that, if I understand correctly, that there's a, there's a right. way to, to compensate for that so that you're not getting really bad motion sickness. But I get really bad motion sickness. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It might, it might just be something that I can't stomach, literally. Right. It's well, you know, it's it's bleeding edge. So uh, again, questions. Yeah, we got them totally. And uh, like to round out this uh, Oculus conversation by uh, giving a shout out to an anonymous person who offered to loan his or her um, DK two uh, to us uh, to test drive to uh, the the staff of the show. Well, um, what a series of of unfortunate events on the hall of our parts. Yeah, yeah. And by staff of the show, I mean it was to to John, Jimmy, and myself. Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, and so anyway, we just want to publicly acknowledge that person and say thank you very much. That's very cool of you. Um, uh, John gave it a try um, and uh, was not able to make it work on his computer. Um, I think there's issues with uh, Windows 10 doesn't, yeah. uh, doesn't work well yeah. with it. And then um, uh, as, um, as Jimmy and I just mentioned, our, our systems are, are insufficient. Yeah, so. and we're just, we're not coders. Um, you know, it, it, it takes a lot. Of, of coding and, and manipulation and, and also downgrading from 10 for us to get the DK2 to work. And it's just, I, you know, I don't, I don't think any of us really want to cripple our rigs, especially with between the show and, and gaming and everything else. You know, who knows what kind of damage downgrading it from 10 to, um, what is it, 7 is, is what the DK2 runs off of? Wasn't that what John was seven saying? 7 or 8, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but to, to downgrade and do all that craziness, I, at the end of the day, I, I can only speak for myself when I say that I'm not that smart. <laughs> no. No, we, um, we're not smart. We're just good luck. Wait, no, we're not good looking. Hey, well, speak for yourself. I'm very good looking. <laughs> <laughs> Your vision is compromised, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, um, what's coming up? We hope that we get um, uh, uh, Star Citizen 2.2 to the PTU or whatever the next iteration is. If it's going to be 2.1.1, we don't know. We're waiting to find that out. But anyway, we hope, we hope that, the, some, that the new hotness will be coming to the PTU soon so we can check that out. Well, you figure um, if they just dropped 2.1, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that means that we won't see another upgrade, another another major patch. I think we'll see some smaller patches, like um, bug fixes. But I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to see a major patch until February. And I think that when that February patch rolls around, I'm hoping that um, that we get the uh, beginnings of instancing and that we get uh, that cassava opens. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, I know that they that that is a high priority. Yeah, so, yeah. So um, hopefully we'll see that in February, and that'll be awesome because then I can adorn myself with stylish duds. There you go. All right. Well, um, please go to Engine. It's enjin.com for all of your site hosting needs. And we say thank you, Ronald Jenkins, for letting us use your fine music in our shows. Please do check him out at ronaldjenkins.com. Be sure to check out Star Citizen The Base Radio at radio.starcitizenbase.com, where you can find a rebroadcast of the previous week's Versecast every Saturday afternoon. You can reach the podcast by email at comms at versecast.org. On Steam, we are Those Guys with Ships Versecast. On Twitter, we are at Versecast. Please, when tweeting cool Star Citizen stuff, do use the hashtag TGWS, and be sure to search on that, too, to find all that cool stuff. 
We are, our Star Citizen organization is Robert, it can be found at robertspaceindustries.com slash orgs slash versecast. Please upvote us on the RSI Community Hub in the podcast and Deep Space Radar sections. Come check out our community website at versecast.org. It is wonderful. Thank you, John, for all the hard work you've put into that. We've got forums, we've got voice uh, comm servers, we've got, or just one of them, but that's that's fine. Um that's that's where a, a lot of the um, uh, of the conversations in our group occur. Uh, so come be a part of that. So say goodnight, Gracie. My name is Gleep. All my contact information is in the show notes. Jimmy, uh, you can uh, find me. Uh, well, uh, of course, all of my contacts are on the show notes as well. But you can find me most chatty on Twitter at Jimmy Croker. It's uh, J I M I C R O K E R. Uh, you can find me uh, spinning records and uh, talking about Star Citizen lore in character uh, every Thursday night, 9 p.m. PST, and Saturday, 12 p.m. PST at the base uh, with my super groovy show, Quantum Drive. And um, email me at uh, jimmy at versecast.org. Cool. All right. Well, until next time, we are those guys with ships, and this has been the Versecast. See you guys. See you next time. No, not bad for a couple of sick guys. Oh, God. I hope I don't die before next time. I still like those guys with sick. <laughs> it's still it's still TGWS. <laughs> I just want to go lay down. Thank you.